Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Oh, Episode man. two. Combat. Ooh. What the heck classes are we even? <laughs> That's true. I don't think we've ever even established what class anybody's even playing. <laughs> we have not said what classes we're playing yet, and now you get to figure it out. I have a talking cat. I feel like it's pretty obvious like what class druid. Cesare is. It's definitely hey, you a druid. Could be a druid. Could be a witch. Mine might be a little obvious. Oh, could be a That's witch. Fair. Yeah. It could also be a witch. It could be a witch. Burn the witch. No one's no one's demanded burning you yet. You know what? If yeah. you have any guesses, please leave them on our Discord or on our Reddit <laughs> or anything like that. And yeah, whoever I think we're going to find out this episode, though. I mean, probably. I mean, they're definitely finding out this episode. Pause the episode, go and make your guess, and then come back and see if you're right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> or, we could, or we could just do the honor system, and you can just write your, your answers on a little note mm-hmm. and then find out if you're, you're mm-hmm. actually right. Write your answer on a note, put it in a bottle, throw the bottle in the ocean. If the letter comes back to you, then you got it right. <laughs> Put our name on it. See what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> How did it get all the way to this landlocked area that we're in? There's no ocean here. The, o- the ocean just throws it back. Just says insufficient postage. <laughs> <laughs> Return to sender. <laughs> Knew it should have oh, gone no. with dolphin mail. Anyway, when uh, last we had left our heroes... They don't even have a party name yet. We don't even know each other. I'm gonna say we're we're not even a group. We don't even know each other exists except for Cesare knows about. He's got uh, the suspicious eyes going on, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Cesare yeah. looking sideways over at that water woman. <laughs> I'm just being cool. nice. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you give away water for free? Yeah, she looks like she's in the pocket of big water. <laughs> the Nestle, Nestle? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would never give out plastic. Making her own stupid overpriced bottled water over there. It's glass. Is it glasses though? I uh, just realized that there's probably like a uh, an underlying motivation for her to do this whole water thing where she's like, you know, handing them out, but she's actually doing them in like glasses. And they're like, oh yeah, isn't that a really nice glass? You know where I got this, right? <laughs> that would have been See smart. Marketing. There we yep. go. She's not very good at marketing. Yeah, mm. you need to play an Abadarian next time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty much as far from that as you can get this time. Hey, I mean, it's, it's the only other religion that's really well accepted here. I'm not very I religious. I wonder why. They would be very against rebellion. Because it's not good for commerce and, you know, law and order. Mm. I mean, to be fair, there are a bunch of people here complaining about unnecessary taxes. Mm. Yeah, we hate taxes. Oh, how dare they? That's definitely Abadar's favorite domain. Throw their it's tea true. in the harbor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just not their at night. mint tea. Yeah, the yep. mint tea. We'll make it mint tea, we'll throw it in the harbor, and we'll waft it toward the, <laughs> the guy. Toward the opera house. <laughs> so I suppose when last we had left our heroes... If heroes they can be called because they haven't really done anything much heroic yet. Our ragtag group of people. Yep, our random miscreants. I'm offended. Yep. We're just about ready to kick that in off of the NPC. (laughs) Yep. Yes. (laughs) When last we left our heroes for a variety of different reasons, as established in uh, in short little vignettes we included there to kind of touch upon their, their characters, their motivations, had made their way to a protest being hosted at the Aria Park in Cantargo, protesting the new Lord Mayor, one Brazilli Thrun, who uh, has 
thus far caused a fair amount of trouble for the city in that he's burned down a whole bunch of places and possibly murdered some people and the mm -hmm. Lord Mayor's Definitely disappeared and uh, he's replaced like the standard governmental agencies with people loyal to him. I was going to say, even replacing some of the Dotari uh, guardsmen that yeah. like mm -hmm. patrol this town yep. with loyalists. Yep. Mm -hmm. Eventually inspired a whole bunch of people to go to a protest, which is where you are now. After poking around the protest for a little while, watching the crowds and such, Jessica's character, Adria, had managed to determine that there were a couple of plants in the crowd, mm -hmm. particularly members of the Chelsh citizens group who had been given certain uh, additional rights as they are concerned citizens working to help the thrones and maintaining peace and order in the city of Cantargo. And uh, how did Brazil, I phrase that as uh, bringing, uh, bringing Cantargo in line with the rest of Chiliacs. Jerk. Yeah, I don't think the rest of Chiliacs has outlawed mint. That's fair. <laughs> That's just his own personal torture. And then I believe it was only Ross's character, which is the tifling of unknown class. Niccolo, who managed to determine that while everyone else went, this his proclamation makes no sense. It has nothing to do with anything that was going on. Niccolo goes, oh, wait, he's trying to incite a riot. Mm -hmm. And then uh, someone then with a, a nearby horse patty managed to uh, throw said fecal matter up, missing the uh, high inquisitor and then splattering it across the wall. Pretty much can we entirely. give that guy a hero point so he can try again? I was going to say, I petitioned <laughs> for that kid to get a hero point because looking at the map, he threw that like 45 feet yeah. to hit this guy, at least. Yeah. It, was, it was honestly a pretty good shot. He didn't get him, but he got close. Oh, he missed him, but he got darn close. It was like a minus eight penalty for range with an improvised thrown fecal weapon. <laughs> Splash weapon. Are we sure it was a kid? And not a halfling with that trait that makes everyone think they're a kid. <laughs> yeah, it, could, it could have just been a halfling. You know what? Difficult We're recruiting him first. <laughs> Regardless, though, Brazili Throne had then stated, enough of this, run them off, arrest them, or kill them, I don't care which. As he turned back in and went back into the opera house. And then a bunch of people drew swords. They're not even just going to try their run off. The two, the two Dutari drew their swords. The Chelsh citizens group members threw back their cloaks and pulled out their truncheons, uh, their light maces, and hefted them. And I believe I said I was going to start with initiative. You did. Which I think yeah. I'll follow through with. Uh, so for initiative for this, we are, again, just to throw this out there, we are playing second edition and not first edition, so there's not a standard initiative score. So you may either roll perception or actually Cesare and Vittoria. Cesare was specifically leaning against a tree, uh, and Vittoria was off towards the side also watching the crowd, can choose to roll stealth instead of perception if they prefer. Ooh, my stealth is one higher. I will do I that. <laughs> no, my, my perception and is quite high. don't forget I that perceive. Adria gets a plus two bonus on this initiative mm -hmm. check because she was aware of the Chelsh Citizens group. It's true. This is about to be my first roll, y'all. Let's see. I was going to oh. say, also first roll. I did okay. I did pretty average, actually. Mm, I'll show this. I, uh, Rachel's the only person here with me because we are still remote recording this. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> he rolled a perfect 20, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. If you had Good to show it luck, off, it was going to be a perfect 20 or a natural one. <laughs> he was too smart so about it. So Ross's so far, his first roll was a natural one. Jess, you were a three. Yep. Although this time I rolled Rick a 10. Rick apparently was a nat 20 because all of his secret checks have been done uh, <laughs> digitally. 
Yeah. Uh, so combat begins. I should. I suppose I should reiterate this. I am again your host, Rick Sandage. I am joined by Jessica Jenkins, Jordan Jenkins, Heather Allen, Rachel Sandage, and Ross Scoggin. Yo. Playing Adria, Lucia, Cesare, Nicolo, and Vittoria, respectively. I think yep. reverse Vittoria so, and Nicolo. Yes, reverse those. Yeah. Ross is Nicolo. Take it, I'll reverse it, play it back. Reverse Good. it. Yeah. Adria. <laughs> Adria got a 10 for a 17. Very well. Lucia. Lucia's got a 15 for a 20. All right. Cesare. Cesare rolled a 16, which, since he's using his stealth, gets him a 21. All right. Vittoria. Vittoria rolled a 17 for a 23. Nicolo. I rolled a 2 for a 7. <laughs> oh, God. Ah. Yeah, well. Apparently, Ross's dice are returned to, are returned to center because they're not working for him. Ah, I mean, I worked, did pretty well on one of the intimidate checks, so. True. Plus, just balanced. Plus, it's a shiny number rock. I like it. I do love shiny number rocks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's like there's a bunch of wrestlers in this crowd. <laughs> it does. It does sound a lot like we've got luchadors running around. Wait, we don't. Luchadors. Ah. Luciadors! <laughs> Yay! So that's what your new fan base is going to be called, Luciadors. <laughs> All right. We also Smash have our team like name, button. everybody. We are the Luciadors. No. No. No, no we're, no. Not, we're definitely going to do that now. It's a done deal. You uh, are I've the Luciadors. I've already begun sketching out t shirt designs. <laughs> no. Vito. Oh, y'all are no fun. Never, I, no, I never get a group named after me. Wait, is it a Vittoria it's Vito? Yeah. Uh, Uh, Nice alliteration there. Thank you. For these and other terrible jokes, check out our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying our jokes are bad? I'm saying my jokes are bad. If you appreciate Ross and you appreciate Ross puns, (laughs) try try Tyrant's Grasp. (laughs) Only on Patreon. All right. So combat begins. I'm going to get punched in the face. Round one of combat. All of you are in front of the opera house. The crowds are surging at this point. Some people rushing out in the street, some people rushing to get into the fight. Uh, Some people just trying to find a place to run or cower. A few people just jumping into the water and trying to splash away from the Datari as they pull their weapons free. I'm guessing that's a man-made lake then because aren't they gonna end up being swimming? I mean, if they go ad far enough into the uh, the depths of the water, they're just splashing out to the shallows to try to get around the crowd. Ah, uh, okay, okay. It's an island. They can probably swim. Mechanically speaking, for my players who can actually see the map, if there's a square on the map, it's difficult terrain. Because it's Makes full sense. of folks. Because I'm it's full surprised. of people right now. <laughs> not surprised. Round one of combat begins. The Chelsh Citizens Group gets first initiative. Ah, uh, I hate them. Hey, I was nice to this guy and I gave him water. You did give him water. I like saying water. Which means that you way. die last. <laughs> he doesn't know I'm not a friend. Oh, that's fair, actually. Good point. Yep, we'll get those bastards and then just like punch him in the face. <laughs> That'll get a swing. So, combat begins. The first of the Chelish Citizen Group's thugs standing right next to uh, Adria. He does legitimately think that you are helping him because you believe in the cause. And I gave him water. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you also like helped him disguise himself better. So. Oh, that's so. true. I did do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good job, Jessica. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. Well, I figured it was like kindness. a faint, you know? Yeah. So he double moves forward, 
gets out into the street, looks over, probably at the same time that Cesare is like pushing himself off of the tree. Cat grabbed onto his shoulder, dramatically throwing back the uh, the edge of his jacket so that he can reach his spell component pouch. Looks over, don't even think about it, and uh, makes an intimidation check. Oh, interesting. Ooh, interesting. Do I get a contested roll? How no. does this work in second edition? It's against your DC. Yeah, does a 11 beat your will DC? Which is will plus 10. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> <What's boy>. <laughs> I also have a good will save this game. Yes. <laughs> Yay. Cesare's like, no. <laughs> so the next one in line stomps his way forward pushes ahead, nods over towards uh, his buddy that's circling around on this elf, steps between two trees, steps up towards the elf, and you know what? He's going to go ahead and take a swing. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Rude. Adria's like, uh-oh. It's not a good start for this. Uh, so that's a six, which I don't think will hit you. No, that really won't. He follows that up with a second swing with a 11. Nope. Wow. So you kind of hey. like duck and weave. The third of the Chelsh citizen group thugs steps forward against Lucia, seemingly not because she's necessarily that big of a threat, but because she keeps like shouting out all these clever witticisms and all the rest <laughs> of that stuff. How dare you be of, smart. Oh, finally, somebody who can understand me. <laughs> yep, uh, he does have to double move to get up to you, so he takes a single swing. That might do it. Oh. Uh-oh. So that whips around with a 21. Oh, Ooh, yeah, that's going to hit me. Very well. You're lightly maced. Uh, the mace striking you for three points of damage. It is non-lethal. I mean, that's good, I guess. Is non-lethal actually tracked separately still? Non-lethal in this case um, really doesn't matter unless the hit that brings you to zero hit points is non-lethal. Okay, okay. So it's okay. That makes sense. Yeah, so basically he's trying to bludgeon you into unconsciousness. So basically you can hit somebody with lethal attacks until like the last one and then hit them non-lethal and it's like all that damage was non-lethal. Yeah, as long as you're willing to risk it. I mean, if you could perfectly time it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, I, I, I'm, I'm talking theoretical here. Yeah, but so. yes, technically you can. Okay, okay. So he had to double move to get up to uh, Lucia. The next Chellis Thug will double move rushing up towards Niccolo. Mm-hmm. Hefts and swings of the Tifling. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, that's a 17. A 17 does not hit me. Very well. So Barely, you sweep under but... the swing, <laughs> just coming close enough to kind of like nick and bounce off of your horn and turn you slightly. <laughs> the last one will uh, rush his way forward, but he was so far outside of the, the central clump of people that he has to triple move to fight his way through the crowd, smacking people at random with his club as he goes. Rude. Seemingly not that concerned if, or with the fact that they're actually trying to flee right now. Victoria. Um, there's a man closing on you from behind. <laughs> you can mm. see that there are other Chelish citizens group people coming from all directions. Can I try to like direct people where to go to try to quell it a little bit? So you can attempt to make either an intimidation or a diplomacy check to attempt to yeah. like basically direct the crowds away. I think I'd like to do that because this guy's not up on me yet and I don't want to be the one to start violence. So. All right. Um, does my plus one that I got for staying up on current events still apply? Because typically we're still at the protest. Yeah, you're still at the protest. Okay. Okay. So it's one action to, in essence, try to make the request of the crowd. Okay. I rolled an 18 plus 5, so that's a 23. Hmm. 
Okay, I mean, you start shouting directions and you think people are listening to you and trying to skirt white around. Although, again, everyone's kind of panicking because some people, the people on the eastern side of the park are running into resistance, so they're running west. And the people on the western side of the park are running into resistance, and so they're running east. So you're just trying to coordinate people. It's like, no, just go this way. Yeah. Just go (laughs) south. (laughs) You have two actions remaining. Oh, okay. (laughs) Second edition. Second edition. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna draw my weapon, but that's it. I don't. I don't want to move toward him. I want to make him come to me. You could ready I'm to sure. attack him, couldn't you? No, yeah. it's two, two actions. actions. No, because yeah. I don't. I don't want to. Oh, I don't want right. to be the that's one right. to start it. I want him to start it so that I feel like I'm in the right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take a, a <laughs> quote unquote five foot step back away from him. Okay. From Vittoria, we go to Cesare. Are these people like attacking with deadly intent? I mean, you don't know. He just swung a mace at you. Do I see any of my students around? You said I saw some of them earlier. Through the crowd right now, you can't pick out any individuals. Like, people are running every direction. You know that they're probably in the crowd and possibly being swung at at this very moment. Uh, You just saw some woman off towards your left-hand side, you know, shouting slogans and then getting hit in the face with a mace. All right. That seemed to have been non-lethal. There was a light macing in the face. Delicate macing, one might say. Just the faintest bit of macing. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm neutral, and this probably isn't going to kill these people. I'm going to cast Electric Arc between those one <laughs> next to me and the one that was attacking. Uh, I keep wanting to say Lucia, but it's not it. Lucia. 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 Oh, man. Do it. I love Electric Arc. Now, out of curiosity, um, you are currently threatened. You don't yeah. know if they can take a tax opportunity or not. So I will take a step... I will move five feet backwards away from my two targets before attack before using electric arc. Very well. So you slide back, uh, Lucia and Adria. You both see this elf just kind of step back, reach out, chant, point two fingers in either direction, and then an arc of electricity streams between her targets, his targets. Oh yeah, I know that one. Um, they get a reflex save, DC seventeen. They do. Seventeen. Ooh. Oh yeah. Well, the first one gets an eighteen. The second one gets a four. Hmm. Will a four succeed? <laughs> no, a four will not succeed. Is it a critical failure? Oh, yeah. That guy critically failed. Nice. DC 17. Very nice. Oh, I do max damage for eight. Oh, nice. Double damage, baby. So, yeah, yeah hey. I'll take a six, 16. Yeah, I you probably killed that guy. Killed that guy. Goodness. <laughs> you you might have stopped his heart. <laughs> you fine. definitely fried him. Please, please, please tell me you got the one that was attacking me. Because I don't, I don't know. <laughs> so I yeah, the hurt. first one, the one that swung at you, jolts and falls back against the wall. The other one, it manages to hit him with enough force that it bowls him into the water fountain, oh. and then shocks of electricity stream <laughs> in every direction. Cool. You see his legs kick for a couple seconds before falling. Cesare winces as if in pain and puts a hand over his heart for a second. The raven that's still hurts. Hurts less than a mace to the face? Uh, Cesare shrugs, turning his attention back to the other one that he zapped, because that guy's definitely going to hit me in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia. Okay. Lucia dramatically flips back her cloak, revealing her rapier, and draws it and says to the, uh, the one that was just attacking uh, Cesare, Hey, you! You met your match today. And then I do a performance <laughs> check against the target's will DC to see if I get some panache, because I'm a swashbuckler, baby. 
Okay. Tessere raises an eyebrow and looks over at Raven like, what's going on? <laughs> I roll a 14 for a 21. I like for your spunk. Were, were you going for an Italian <laughs> accent there because you're performing, or did you forget your accent? No, I, because she's performing. Oh, okay, okay, just making yeah. sure. <laughs> and what are you rolling against? Uh, it is against their will DC of an observing foe. Okay, that will succeed. Technically, I would have had to then use a separate action to actually draw my uh, rapier, so that's two actions. And then I will skedaddle closer to this guy. Uh, right. Using a move action to close the 10 feet in difficult terrain get up next to him. Very well. You shout out to him and then push your way forward. From there, we go to Adria. Adria liked that electric arc idea. That was pretty good. But she's not quite sure she wants to murder people yet, so... Yeah, just killed a guy. Adria looks at the guy that she gave water to earlier. You know what? You came here to stop trouble and you're going to get trouble. And then she's going to cast Tanglefoot, uh, which is... A really cool cantrip that I get for being a druid. I conjure a vine covered in sicky sap. Okay. Uh, and I flick it out at him like a lash to see if I can catch him. Very so well. essentially I use uh, driftwood as my primal focus. So I like whip out some driftwood and like conjure a cool sticky vine. All right. Uh, that's not bad. I rolled a 13 plus 7. 20 to hit the guy. A 20 will strike your target as the vine lashes across the distance. Cool. He takes a negative 10 foot circumstance penalty to his speed for a round. He can try to escape against my spell DC to remove the penalty. Okay. Like on his turn. All right. And I guess with my last action, I'll go ahead and uh, I'm going to move. All right. So Adria makes her way forward. Nicolo. Okay. So first question. Uh, would it be fair to say that I have my staff in one hand right now? Because a staff is not exactly something you've, like, sheath. I mean, if you're using it as, like, a walking stick and all the rest of that, then that's understandable. Okay. The second question I have is um, to direct the crowd. Can I make an intimidate check, not necessarily against the crowd, but, like, maybe to provide enough of distraction or to get people focused on me that the crowd has a chance to get away? I don't feel like yelling at people. Not really, because okay. the people that the people that are the issue are already focused on you. Gotcha. All right. No, that's it's that fine. guy that just tried to hit you in the head. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, well, again, it can just be like, get the <laughs> out of here. Yeah, that's true. It's not necessarily like I'm trying to be big and scary. It's more mm. like I'm taking authority. Go. Yeah. All right. Then I suppose uh, Nicola straightens, looks at the guy, then looks over at the crowd. All of you get out of here now. Prioritize the old and the young. Women and children first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't roll very well, so that's an 11 total. I rolled a five. Yeah, everyone's panicking. That's fair. That's sad. Oh. Uh, I will then take an interact action to take a two-handed grip on my staff. That would provoke an attack of opportunity. Neat. But it doesn't. Neat. So hey. you're good. <laughs> Second edition, baby. And then I will go on ahead and try to smack this guy. I will attack non-lethally. So that's a minus two penalty, I believe. Yes, sir. All right. So yeah, you shout at the people, you spin your quarterstaff around you, you swing it sideways at them. I roll a 17 for a 21. You solidly connect into his gut. All right. Ah, roll a six, so that is nine non-lethal damage. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. We're hit we're hitting them hard yeah. if, when we hit them. <laughs> you slam him in the gut with enough force that he 
vomits all over the ground, stumbling Ooh, no. away from you. He's still standing. Yeah. yeah, he's looking a little pale now. <laughs> Bet you wish you didn't come to the protest now, do you? <laughs> he kind of holds up a finger and tells you to wait a second before he can answer. Wait a second before you finish beating me up. I need to finish peeking. I wasn't expecting you to actually resist. Stop <laughs> knocking me unconscious. I'm reloading. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to the chillish thugs again. Oh, the guards didn't do anything. Nope. They're still standing guard next to the door with swords in hand, but they're still standing guard. I mean, yeah, if we go over there, they're the going door. to stop us. The thug that you just vine lash looks over back over towards you. Maybe you shouldn't have come here. And then uh, I think you said it reduces the movement speed by 10 feet, correct? Indeed. All right. So he still has enough movement speed to move the five feet to close with Adria. Uh, does it impose terrain? any? <laughs> yeah, because it. It imposes the minus 10 penalty to his movement speed, which then still brings him down to a 15, which means that he's still using Has 10 feet 10 of movement feet to move. necessary to go five feet in difficult terrain, yeah. 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 It doesn't do anything else because I didn't critically succeed. Ah. So he steps up, stumbles, swings. Probably not. That's a 14. That does not hit. We'll go ahead and try a second time. Okay. Well, that is a perfect 20. So if a 17 would crit you, then that is a crit. I mean, yeah. All right. (laughs) I don't know if 17 didn't hit Ross, so I don't know what y'all's ACs are anymore. Actually, I'm just wearing chain mail. You duck underneath the first swing. Unbeknownst to the rest of the people here, or even really the audience, you know, some of your your classic training coming back, your years of experience from before, as you kind of hop back up, expecting to use momentum of a deck of the deck of a ship that you're not standing on, it swoops Ah, under and cracks you right in your floating rib for eight points of damage. You feel pain stream up your side. You know what? You're gonna regret doing that. That's all I got. (laughs) Uh, The other guy is going to ignore Lucia because he just got shot in the freaking face with lightning. And we'll uh, use an action to continue to close on Cesare. That's acceptable. I I didn't mean to kill your friend. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to hurt him a little. (laughs) I know we're in the middle of a riot, but like, you nearly killed me. And then he steps forward and swings. Uh, He is not non lethal anymore, so that's a 16. Oh, that'll hit me. They're going lethal now. You open this Pandora's box. Four points of damage as you feel this crack into your arm and you feel pain stream. Raven hisses and launches herself to your other shoulder, swiping not very intimidatingly back towards the man. He then swings back around. That's a critical failure with a natural one. Nope. So that will not strike his target. He should have been quicker on his feet. (laughs) Jeez. Victim blaming. Wowzers. Severe victim blaming. The one facing off against Niccolo manages to kind of get a little bit back up towards his feet and then swings back around. Uh, He will go. No, things are getting really violent. He's going lethal. Ah, fine. He can't even see over here. Uh, That's a 10. No. I'm pretty sure everyone saw, saw the bolt of lightning. Oh, yeah, I guess <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty obvious. He then tries again. Like, the magicians have come out. It's it's time to kill. <laughs> that's a 15. No. So that's not going to do anything. He then, like, kind of still dry heaving. You should have run when you had the chance. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm okay. feeling very intimidated right now. <laughs> 
Uh, how about a 13? Does that intimidate? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> You're having an intimidate off. You've got vomit on your shoes. <laughs> Ew. You look a bit of green around the gills. Go drink some water. <laughs> yep. The fourth one continues to pursue after Vittoria. Chasing after he hefts and swings his mace. It's a critical failure with another natural one. Oh. Good. Yeah, I mean, good for us. Brings it back around with another swing. That's a good roll, but now with the penalties, that's a 15. No, that will not hit. So you duck past these two swings as he comes chasing after you, ducking and sliding, watching his movements. Bring us to Vittoria. I think you need a bit more practice with that. She says before devising a stratagem. <laughs> All right. Which means I get to use my intelligence for my strike. Yep, and you still have to roll a d20. I still have to roll a d20. I roll a 16. Mm. And I will use my 16, which gives me a plus 7. Okay. So 20, 23. A 23 will strike your target as you bring your blade sure. around and lash out at him. God, jeez. That would be max damage. <laughs> Get him. Uh, I figure she, like, sees that his, like, shoulder drops in one way. She also notices that he's got bloody knuckles, so he's probably been in a fight before this, so his grip's probably not really that strong. So she just is evaluating all of this in her head until finally she just goes, Fwah! just like that. Stab. Which is a stabby thing. Yep. You do all Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> yes. I could go for just a second attack to get him I mean, down. there's no reason not to. Might as well. You okay. might hit. So it's an agile weapon, so minus four. I did not uh, roll very well on that one because my device stratagem only works on the first one. So that would be a seven plus three, which is ten. <laughs> eh. Which I don't think a will ten hit. will not strike your target. Yeah. The investigator is all about that one good swing. Mm. Soon you'll have other stuff to use that action for, though, I'm sure. That's true. She could get intimidate and then intimidate people. Or like battle medicine, and you can battle medicine people. Sure. I think she already has battle medicine. I do have battle medicine already. Well, yeah, but she's not near anyone right now. So Vittoria lashes out, striking once before swinging back around and stabbing out at the man. Bringing us to Cesare. Cesare is going to cast Mage Armor. <laughs> All right. Good plan. Good plan. And once again, after he casts it, kind of winces in pain and puts a hand over where his heart is. And then I'm just going to punch this guy because I don't have a, <laughs> have a weapon. Hey, you know what? Yeah. You are trained in that fist. Yep. I'm a big the fan cat of hops this. over, leans over. Remember what you can do. <laughs> <laughs> Wham! Remember uh, who you are. I roll a 14, which gets me a 19 to punch this guy in the face. Uh, 19 will strike. Yeah. So the live elven professor uh, steps in and Chance protects himself. Punches a guy. For three damage. Hey. Farrell, you rabbit nice. punch him in the nose as his eyes cross and he stumbles back, falling into the bush. Oh, he's off the board. Hey. Chester kind of shakes his hand. Eh, it's crass, but it's effective. Uh, I, yes. Lucia. Uh, okay. This elven professor man just punched a dude out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Lucia was like starting to be like, hey, we're doing a scene. Oh, you've been knocked out. Hang on, purse lady, I'm coming. <laughs> she goes, and I move. Uh, I got it. 15 feet, which is 30 feet, which is one action. Another action to close uh, flanking the uh, the guy that's hitting um, Adria. Do you have okay. a 30 foot movement speed? 
I do Whoa. when I have panache. A panache gives me a plus five ah. to my speed, and that's how I get up to 30. Normally, I'm 25. Mm. There you go. Panache, super useful. Love it. Um, and then I am going to stab this guy. All right. All right. Finally, an attack. <laughs> uh. So I roll an 18 plus 7 is a 35 or 25. Uh, that will critical your flat-footed target Ooh. since you are flanking. Oh, and I'm deadly D8. Oh. Nice. Oh, wow. This guy's uh, this guy's in a bad place. Time to upgrade to those D8s. Here we go. Uh, so that is uh, 7 doubled 14 points of damage as I stab this person in the back. So you slide forward, spin back around, stab out like your training has taught you as the rapier tip bursts from the center of this man's chest and sprays blood across uh, the woman across from you before you withdraw the weapon. He stumbles, looks back over his shoulder to you in some confusion before he topples to the side and dies. Ow. <laughs> Adria. Are any of these guys still alive? That got put, I guess the guy that hit Cesare is, so... Cesare. Because you just punched him, so I can't really... Hey, uh, kid, you hurt? I mean, a little bit. All right, that's good enough for me because I'm pretty hurt myself. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a three-action heal uh, and okay. target... I'll target the wizard, too, because he seemed cool. I liked his style with the electricity. All right. Yay. That is a 30-foot cone of D8 goodness, so... Call upon the powers of nature. A pulse of energy rolls out from you. Yep. Six healing to, to us. Cool. Also harms the undead if there are any around. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> undead in disguise. Little just I mean, know they just, were wearing you know, people flesh. Just in case. And that's my whole turn because that's three actions. Just some guy behind you just bursts into flames. Like, oh, God, no. Why? <laughs> she does, like, wipe her face of blood and is like, man, it's been a long time since I've been covered in blood. Wait, this is common for you? I mean, not common recently. Whatever, we're fighting. Don't pay attention to me. You just killed a guy. On the far side of the street, the door opens. Oh, oh no. no. Here we go. That's why I healed us, because I was like, something bad's going to happen. A woman, the woman that, the woman from earlier who's giving orders to the guards steps out. Oh, it's the a boss. A tall, powerful, built woman with scowling, hard features. She stands there shouting orders to the Tatari uh, who step forward and actually out into the crowd, making their way forward. As she's standing there, she turns, begins to shout down the way before what just seems to be a random lucky throw causes a dagger to sell out of the crowd and strike her in the side of the neck. Ooh. Oh, that ain't a lucky throw. The woman half stumbles, looks back over her shoulder in some curiosity reaches up, grabs the dagger, pulls it out of her neck, and tosses it aside um, before continuing to shout uh, towards the crowd. That shouldn't be possible. Uh, uh, anyone who uh, has medicine may roll it. I will roll yeah, it, because like, what? Um, Good gracious. Okay, I rolled a 9 for a 16. I roll a 16 for a 20. Nice. You're closer. And I roll a 17 for a 20. Oh, also nice. Very well. So, Adria, you look over there and go, oh, God, that's terrible, and then, like, turn your focus back towards what's going on. Vittoria and Niccolo, you can both see over there as the woman, again, dismissively tosses the dagger aside, continues her shout, and for a couple of seconds, you can see three or four arterial splurts 
of blood before that suddenly even stops. Mm. As if the wound simply closes itself back over. Great. Oh, no. Cleric or something. Well, uh, something, I think, yes. Well, yeah. no, she literally seems to be regenerating. It's not she She's cast a healing spell. It's just <laughs> fixing itself. Oh, yeah, she might be some kind of outsider or something. Maybe. I don't know. Hard to tell. That's crazy. Me. That's a bad That's a bad sign. Yeah, no, that's not good. Yeah, we need to run now. Nicola. Uh, Nicola continues to try to scream at the crowd to get out of here. Just go! All right, you can make another intimidate. Aren't they trying to go? I mean, yes, but... Okay. Is this having a mechanical effect? I think is what I'm asking. Right now, everyone is pushing in every single direction instead Mm. of everyone go this way. Mm. Gotcha. It does have a mechanical benefit. I rolled a 17, by the way, for a 22. Very nice. Oh, sorry, 23, because that plus one bonus. Yeah, they're actually listening to you and beginning to make their way, starting to clear out, trying to rush into the park. Since you're kind of shouting at them to stop trying for the streets, although you can tell that these the Datari are beginning to make their way into the park by this point. <sighs> All right, we need to speed this up. Nicola looks over at the, I guess, just battered guy in front of him. Uh, and I'll go in and make another swing with the staff. All right. I'm going to keep going non-lethal for now because, sure. Okay. Uh, that one's not so good. I roll a... I roll a six for a ten. So a eh. ten will sadly not strike your target. I'll try once more. Alright. Still non lethally? Yep. Uh well, probably not with all the penalties. I roll a thirteen for a twelve. Unfortunately not. Yeah. It's less you're even thrown off by this guy and more you're just so focused on trying to coordinate the crowd that you just aren't giving him the amount of attention necessary. Yeah, well, he also seems to be wheezing mostly, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he's recovering his breath now, which actually brings us to him as Ah. he lashes out with his mace. Yeah, maybe not. Um, He's still wheezing a bit. That's a seven. New. That's a follow-up swing with a one. New. (laughs) Oh, sorry. No, that was a follow-up swing with a three. Oh, even no or... You know what? Three does it. It just does. Uh, (laughs) And then he gets a final swing in there, which is an... All right. Well, I mean, adjust that it's a 16. A 16 does not hit me. Hey. Even that 19 couldn't help him. By the gods, man, do I even know how to use that thing? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we had a crash course yesterday. Uh, The (laughs) other one... (laughs) My God. The other one fighting Vittoria spins his mace. Hits him himself in the face like a kid with nunchucks now. Uh, and then takes a swing. <laughs> I've seen way too many videos of that. Uh, although, actually, that's a, that's a 20. Oh. oh. Okay, but it's not a... It's not a not natural. a natural 20. Okay. okay. Uh, it's still a 20, which connects for six points of damage as he slams this into your shoulder. He then brings it back around and chops down again at you with a... Uh, it's not bad. It's 15. That will not hit. Very well. And then he's going to try to intimidate again. He hasn't intimidated me before. He's going to try to intimidate then. (laughs) For the first time. But yeah, judging by his role, he looks at you and goes, I'd stop before I hit you so hard again. Yeah. You do realize... I'm assuming a four does not succeed. (laughs) She raises a brow, just one, in a very calculating manner. Um... You do understand that you're bleeding 
everywhere. You're bleeding internally. That's what a mace does. Victoria, <laughs> <laughs> okay. it's your turn. Stab him! Stab him, Victoria! Can I, I non lethal with a short sword? Yeah, yeah. you can non lethal with anything. I'm gonna non lethal because this poor guy just seems like an idiot. Just feel bad for him. Um, I'm going to devise a stratagem. Okay. Just so that I get my bonus. Um, I rolled an 18. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're going to so kill this guy. You're going into this with an 18. So that is kind of the beauty of the devising stratagem where you get to roll the die first. So you can now go, actually, yeah, I think I can afford to non lethal. Yeah. <laughs> I've got an 18 going into this. Yeah. Oh, but that was only one point of damage. <laughs> you can stab him again. Yeah. You still have an action left. I can or you try. can battle metal sin yourself. I can wait. But she'd have to retrieve her. No, I stuff. rolled it I rolled a three. That's not gonna get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yep, you spin back around slicing out at this guy. Still managing to like strike him above the brow. I figure she like whaps him and she's like, Are you done? I haven't even started. <laughs> That's obvious. I think he did though. You're obvious. Jezre. Oh <laughs> the Datari are coming. We should uh, be quick about leaving. Well, I'm going to move 15 feet forward towards Vittoria and Niccolo. Since I'm an elf, That with the 30 foot, that's still one stride. Your comedically long elven legs. Everybody's too far away. <laughs> All right, I'm going to move another... I'm going to move another 15 feet, and I'm just not going to be able to spell cast this turn. Okay. Hmm. You still have an action remaining. Could call out to the crowd and try to organize stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna make a diplomacy check. I roll a 17, which gets me a 22. Nice. Nice. Everyone needs to disperse quickly. So yeah, you step forward, use your teacher voice to try to clear the hall. <laughs> <laughs> the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. I dismiss you. And you're dismissed. <laughs> you are dismissed. Get the out bell of my doesn't sight. dismiss you. My lightning arc dismisses you. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to Lucia. Hey, kid, uh, we need to make sure these gods don't hurt any of these normal people. Uh, she kind of looks down, realizes that she actually killed somebody, and just kind of blanches. Process it later. Uh, okay. And, I mean, I can go after the Dotari, but that seems crazy. Like, it seems like I'm running straight towards the Opera House, and that doesn't seem... Smart. <laughs> that seems really not smart, especially with regeneration. Seems lady. like I'm running straight towards crazy nice, yeah, knife in the neck yeah. woman. <laughs> crazy regeneration lady. So, uh, gonna run <laughs> after these thugs. So I take a single uh, move action to move 15 feet. Another move action to move 15 feet. I'm 10 feet away from Cesare, and I will also try to uh, move the crowd along uh, with a diplomacy check. All right. Oh, it had to happen eventually. I roll a three for a ten. Ah, very well. Yeah, they're not listening to you. They are listening yeah. to the tall, commanding elf and the tall, intimidating tiefling, <laughs> but not really to little, the... Little five-foot-seven me. Yeah. <laughs> not so much. Five-foot-seven's pretty tall. I was going to say, five-foot-seven's uh, actually pretty tall. It's above average at the very least. But, I mean, in comparison to... How, how tall is Niccolo? Uh, Six-two. Yeah, and I know Cesare is like six five or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Cesare is mm. six foot five. Yeah, he's an elf. <laughs> yeah, wispy elf. That brings us to Adria. Can I get a read on these guards and if I think they're about to murder people? Yeah, give me one second. 
I mean, they were given leave to if they feel the need. Yeah, but if they're not planning on murdering people, then I'm not as worried about them. But if they're just murdering people as they walk through the crowd, I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I guess the question is, is there intent to kill or is there intent to stop everything? Yeah. Very well. With your uh, perception roll, you are firmly under the impression that they are not going to use lethal force on anyone fleeing. However, anyone fighting the Chelsh Citizens Group are attacking what is considered to be an organized militia favorable to House Throne. Mm. Uh-oh. Okay. Adria is not is not going to take the chance. Uh, Adria is going to go ahead and move uh, 20 feet, kind of stepping out into the road a little bit, but 20 feet closer to the Dotari. Okay, two action move. And then... Actually, before she moves, she'll, like, move action, like, grab the, I'm assuming, dropped nightstick that the Citizens oh, the Brigade had or whatever. The, the truncheon, yeah. Yeah, you can pick up their light mace if you want. Yeah, I'm going to pick up that light mace, and uh, then I'll move over here, uh, keeping an eye on those guards. All right. Oh, no. I told you I was worried about them. Uh, <laughs> no, they're the Vittori march their way Uh-oh. forward. Vittori oh, is in trouble. Spin their weapons before shouting out, almost in unison. You have been told to disperse by the rightful Lord Mayor of Kentargo. Comply or face the consequences. Uh, the first one will attempt to intimidate Lucia. The second one attempts to intimidate Vittoria. Uh, Lucia, that is a 16 against your will, DC. That will succeed. Victoria, that is a 17 against your will, DC. That will succeed, I think, because it's just 10 plus my will. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Very well. Uh, both of you are currently frightened one. Okay. Uh, from the Dutari who march their way forward, waiting to see people are complying, we go to Nicola. How are the crowds doing? Are there still a lot of people around us? or? Uh, I mean, they're still dispersing. It's still difficult terrain. They've thinned out a lot. I will shout at them again. <laughs> Keep going. The Dutari are right behind us. Uh, that's not great. I roll a five for an 11, so probably not. Nope. <sighs> Nicolo sighs and begins uh, swinging his staff again. I'm going to try to finish off this guy real quick. All right. I will again take the minus two penalty, and I will roll a 15 for a 19. A 19 strikes your target, though. Uh, slamming in for five points of damage. I rolled a two. All right, you crack into him, and he goes down in a heap, falling into his own vomit. <laughs> Yummy. Nicola smirks. Well, Lots of vomiting happening in this fight. Well, it's the same vomit. It could not have happened to a more deserving man. <laughs> uh, yeah, these Datari are right here, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we're going to have to deal with them. I mean, right <laughs> now, one of them seems laser-focused on Lucia, who he saw murder someone. True. Yeah, you know, like you do. <laughs> I will move. Go after the elf. The elf murdered somebody too. Yep. I will advance, closing in on the Datari behind Vittoria, just twirling my staff in a somewhat lazy manner as I approach. Okay. You spin your staff around. Mm hmm. The woman who had exited out, who pulled the knife from her neck, makes her way back inside of the opera house, the door sliding shut behind her. For a moment, oddly, you see her just bring a hand up towards her mouth as if putting two fingers in her mouth and you hear a long, piercing whistle. Uh-oh. That's also not good. Do any of us know what that means? (laughs) I mean, normally you would do that to, like, I don't know, summon dogs or something? Lucia, and only Lucia, very distantly you hear, just as the doors are closing, this 
barking sound from what sounded to be maybe two or three dogs. It's hard to tell with oh, the echo. Gosh, come on. The crowds have dispersed enough so that it is no longer difficult terrain. Oh, good. Oh, spiffy. I'm not quite sure if this is a runaway situation. I don't really know if we should be beating up the guards. <laughs> I don't really want to hurt dogs. Uh, the chill citizen slides five feet over. The problem is that guy is murdering. Uh, stepping into the flank with the Datari against Vittoria. It's minus two to your AC, so that's going to be a 15. No. Very well. He then backswings. That's a natural one. So that's the end of his turn. And actually, I think that's the last of the chill citizens group. <laughs> yes, he's the only one yep. left. Victoria. Hmm. Get out of that flank. If it helps, it looks like at least about 80% of the crowd has already dispersed by this point. Okay. There were a couple of people still fighting against some of the uh, chill citizens groups, like beyond your immediate area that you can see them still fighting. Uh, there are a few people who have kind of rushed forward against the barricades the Atari are erecting surrounding this place and are either throwing rocks or attempting to crash through the barricades to keep them from rounding up people. Uh, you can see that a number of people have already been pinned to the ground and mandicled as the Datari are capturing those that they can. So can I see if there's a way out of here? Uh, right <laughs> now, you think if you bank and run east, that that's the only way that's open right now. Okay. Because I don't, I don't want to hurt this guy anymore, especially with the Jatari right here. I don't actually know these people, so I'm, I'm probably just going to try to escape and get out of here. Okay. Uh, what's your movement speed? 25. Uh, yeah, so with a triple move, you can run 75 feet, which, again, getting into the mechanics. Mechanically speaking, once you're off the map, they're not pursuing. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll probably yell at people as I'm going to, like, say, hey, this way. All right. So. So are you three action running? I'm more like two action running, one action calling out for people to head this way. <laughs> the crowd is dispersed to the point where anyone who would listen to you has already fled. Oh, nice. Okay. So you've gotten uh, okay. as many people out of here or actually going to get out of here. Everyone else here, the, the anarchists that are still left, they're like the man and trying to burn the place down. I figure I'll just look at whoever's left and is like, a hasty retreat, I think, is in order. And then she books it. <laughs> All right. So Vittoria goes rushing off. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I don't know y'all. <laughs> no, I think I'm going to run, too. I don't want to be caught by the man. As you flee, the Datari takes an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that's fine. I thought they weren't hitting people that were running. Yeah, but the, he saw me Doing wail on the one damage guy. Doing damage to people. They're not hitting people that are just fleeing, but he just saw that person. He just saw you commit assault. Well, yeah, but it was non-lethal. That guy attacked me first. <laughs> that is non-lethal. That's still assault. <laughs> That's battery at the very least. I was in self-defense. Well, she yeah. didn't also, see that. Also, he's a registered militia man. She wasn't looking uh, at you so that you could have some sort of claim to self-defense. Yeah. Anyway, that's a 16. To hit me? No. Okay. So you go fleeing off. Uh, frightened does affect your AC, apparently. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, well, then that brought me down to a 16, so that would have hit. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, no. Uh, so that's five points of non-lethal. The other Datari whips around with the, with the flat of his blade and still manages to connect with you as you're fleeing, striking you across the back and sending you stumbling. Ow. <laughs> Ow. That really hurt. <laughs> Cesare. Uh, Cesare is also going to run. Uh, okay. Raven, I think it's time that we take our leave. Yeah, I, I think we've overstayed our welcome. <laughs> 
Thanks, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> the cat not, on his shoulder really. yells. Let's go. <laughs> and then, yeah, I got uh, triple moves 90 feet. I'm heading back to school. The only way out is east. Yeah, the only way out is east, yeah. so you're running east right now. But you, yeah. you've easily got the movement to get out. Adria is going to have an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Lucia. Uh, do I run or do I not? That is the question. You got to run. I think yeah. you need to run. Yeah, I think I need to run too. Lucia, Lucia will just look back at the guard that intimidated her and be like, eh, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean to, and then <laughs> run 90 feet away and off the map. I didn't mean to murder that guy. I just got caught that's, up. It's 20, 30, 40. Very well. So Lucia takes off running, bringing us to Adria. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to be able to get off him. Oh, yeah. Adria's going to uh, steer clear of these Dotari when she's running, uh, but she okay. is going to run. All right. Just booking it. Covered in blood and carrying a, a mace. <laughs> oh, I guess I'll... No, I don't want to... They don't have fingerprints or anything, right? I dropped the mace. <laughs> <laughs> That's not like a thing that they do, right? I mean, I don't no. think Galarian has CODIS. Cool, cool, you know? cool, cool. I dropped I mean, the fingerprints mace are probably a thing, but I doubt they're, like, data-based well, yeah, or I mean, people actually well, understand we have fingerprints, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so not really you. a thing that they, no. like, you know, know how to use... All right, I drop the mace and I run. All right. So the uh, first Atari moves, oh, the double move, yep. and closes on Niccolo. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Niccolo's closest. Well, I'm Shouts still here out with map, an intimidate so. check. Uh-huh. Stand down and surrender. Uh, two, attempting to demoralize you with a 19 against your will, DC. Yeah, that'll do it. So yep. not by 10 or more, but that'll do it. Swings. Yeah, that's only a nine to hit with the swing. No. The other one also attempts to demoralize you. Mm. Neat. You can make this easy on yourself. He steps forward, uh, intimidating with a 20. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. So that's one action. Steps forward. Swings out at you. Uh-huh. That's a 14. Okay, a 14 still won't hit me, but... But it's getting a little a little worrisome now. Yep, a little bit. That uh, brings us to Niccolo. Run, Niccolo, run! <laughs> they could drop me with two attacks of opportunity, though. Oh, man. You can't stay. I can try to take out one of them and then run. They're not even injured. How many hit points could they have? <laughs> Probably more than these kids. Yeah. Also, it's the, it's a little bit of a difference between fighting in self-defense against militia people and assaulting the guard. I mean, in for a penny, in for a pound, I say, but... Uh, I mean, I agree, but also I don't want you to die. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's only episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's try to survive to episode three. No, I'm going to balance this. I'm going to take a five-foot step. I'm going to go in and take a cheeky swing at this Dotari. Okay. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm going to not non-lethal because I'm taking a minus two already. And I roll a 16 for a 20. Nice. 20 will strike your target. Lock him. For five points of damage. That's a solid hit. And then I will also then move 25 feet. Provoking one attack of opportunity. Yep. Yep. You'll take it. That is an adjusted. uh, That's a 16. New. And then my frightened condition goes down by one. That's correct. So. All right. So the uh, Chill Citizens Group guy turns and rushes at Niccolo. I've got this one! He shouts back at the Tatari. 
The Atari are like, okay, dude. <laughs> uh, so swings at you with a seven. No. These guys aren't all that great. Uh, back swings at you with a four. No. Poor guy. <laughs> Adria. Adria looks at this uh, Typhling guy and says, are you planning on getting out of here? Eventually, yes. Okay, we'll do it real quick because I'm gone. And she runs. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even a parting shot at the guy to maybe slow him down or something. Jeez. Uh, you know what? I'll uh, I'll electric arc that guy. I don't think I can reach any of the Datari, but I'll electric arc uh, that no, guy. No, they're outside of the 30-foot range. He can make a reflex save, DC 17. I think he actually makes that. Hmm. 17 on the dot. Okay, All right. he's going to take half damage, so he takes... Wow, minimum damage five, so he takes two points of damage. Ooh, he's still clinging to life. And then I run away. All right. Many thanks to you. Yeah, get out of here. I'm working on it. (laughs) I don't believe you. I saw that cheeky swing. (laughs) (laughs) How did she read my mind? (laughs) I run, covered in blood. All right, so the first Atari double moves up to get to Niccolo. They're real slow. They're probably wearing Hefts big armor. and swings. Actually, no, a 16 might hit you. No. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he's Ooh. wearing chainmail. He's cool. He's Ooh. cool. The other one double moves up to get next to Nicolo. Oh, God. And you know what? You just hit him in the like hit him in the side with a quarter staff. He's not non-lethaling anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Don't you get for being cheeky. That's a 13. It's not going to hit. No. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. So, yeah, no. The door, the door to the opera house opens again. Yikes. The woman from before returns now with two blackened chains. Get out of there. At the end of these, you see a pair of large, they look like hounds or Dovermans, except for the fire that streams from their mouth as they bellow out roars. (laughs) Wow. Wow. The first one stepping out breathes a cloud of intense fire surrounding and blackening the surrounding stones and scorching through the surrounding grass. The few people still protesting or fighting back in front of the opera house let out shouts stumbling away as this wave smell of sulfur rushes over them. It is too early in this game for hellhounds. They are not playing. No. No. Yeah, they're def- <laughs> this is definitely the moment where if we weren't already, we, we, we would be won. running. Uh-huh. I'm still going to take one last cheeky swing before I lose. Really? <laughs> cheeky swing, man. Why? Why are you cheeky swinging? <laughs> also, I have to throw this in here. <laughs> Holy shit. Hellhounds. <laughs> Holy hellhounds, Batman. Holy oh, hellhounds, sorry. Batman. Sorry, I forgot about the swearing. Holy <laughs> shit. Heckhounds. Heckhounds. <laughs> Take a last swing at the Datari. Uh, yeah, no. Um, that's going to be an 11. And I'm just going to go on ahead and take two move actions, and that provokes two attacks of opportunity. Yep. And you're still not off the board. Uh, oh, no, first one's with two moves, it would be. Yeah. Oh, okay. First one is a natural one. Okay. The follow-up is a... That's a 17 to hit. Uh, 17... It's um, on the nose because yeah, minus I'm one, still right? frightened. One, yeah, so yeah, it actually does exactly hit. Mm-hmm. Still manages to strike you for six points of damage as you get a Ow. cut across your back as you turn and flee. That was lethal. Yeah, that wasn't great, but um, I can. Yeah, I figured. Owie. 
And that's it. The five of you rush from the protest, flee out into the surrounding streets. By this point, the Datari are already beginning to circle around the protest yard, and in short order, all of you are forced into the back alleys. You manage to get, you think, about a block and a half, maybe two blocks away from where the protest is was originally, and now the, you'd say three, four, maybe more hundred people that were at the protest are scattered through the surrounding streets. Some mill about in small groups, some of them are already beginning to push back against the barricades that the Datari have erected to try to make a perimeter around the Lord Mayor's manor. You quickly find yourselves navigating back deeper into the alleyways and eventually have to simply find a small secluded side street where you can take a moment to catch your breath out of immediate line of sight of the patrolling Datari, now on horseback. Mm. After a moment, the five of you find yourselves standing awkwardly in an alleyway together. Lucia finally lets the adrenaline uh, starts draining away, just starts vomiting. Oh, God. Finds something somewhere not in anybody's way to just finally have that vomit that she's been holding in. You throw up in a nearby overflowing rain barrel. Yeah. Yep. Adria starts uh, prestidigitation to get the blood off of her. Uh, first time? First time at that? Yeah. That was a lot easier whenever it was just hunks of meat. They don't look like that otherwise. Oh, gods. Technically, everything's a hunk of meat, says the cat. Ah, why is the cat talking? Interesting. Uh, Magic? Hey, guys, I'm Raven, but I'm actually a cat. Yeah, (laughs) I've seen a lot of strange things, yes. (laughs) This is the Raven, uh, my familiar. Mm Mm-hmm. And this is Cesare, my person. (laughs) That's right, you're a wizard. You did the electric thing. Uh, yes. Drew a lot of attention. That was you, huh? That was a good shot right there. I didn't mean to kill anyone, but... Eh. He shrugs. Leans up against the wall. (laughs) Occupational hazard? It's not my first time. I mean, anybody that's gonna come into a crowd of people and try to beat them down just for saying, you know, the truth, deserves maybe to get a little electricity. I'm not saying we should go murdering everybody. But, like, he knew the risks he was taking when he decided to start hitting people with that mace. Fair. Anybody and else need they... patching up? What do we got? I figure no. Victoria is already, like, off to the side, like, wrapping up her, her arm and whatnot. I'll patch yep. up, I guess, Nicolo and be like, Honey, what were you thinking? You knew that there was three of them. They was going to take you out. Yes. I'm well aware of how many there were, but I thank you for the concern. Hey, no worries. I mean, kind of part of the job. Uh, you get five hit points back. I rolled real garbage on that. That's okay. That's uh, more than enough, actually. So I got exactly a 15 to do it in the first place, and then I rolled a one Nice. Four. Very nice. So, medicine check. Yep. I just have to get a... 15. 15 or higher. Nope. Got a natural one. Oh, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh. Yeah, it's yep. a critical failure. So, inflict your damage. Come over here, honey. Come on. Yeah, so bounce a d8. Wait, I hurt myself? Yeah, you, you're trying to bandage yourself. You're basically trying to bandage yourself and stitch up a cut in your side. And then you actually manage to instead, like, rupture an artery and deal 1d8 points of damage. You've critically failed. Okay, I'm unconscious then. Oh, oh God. Because I rolled wow, seven. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh. She's just like, oh, don't worry, I've got... The- and then she just hits something and goes... And we just see arterial spray okay. go off. <laughs> All right, okay, hold she on. She just blanches uh, and falls. Adria, like, goes over there. 
I don't think that yeah. was uh, supposed to happen. Which is, it seems so dumb because I am trained in this, but okay. Well, again, it's, you're, you're trying to do first aid on yourself. I know. It's, it is difficult to do it on yourself. So you're sitting there with like the wire in your mouth and the needle and just trying to dig in there. Jessica, you said you're going to provide magical healing? Oh, I was oh, just going to okay. go treat wounds on her again, but I can magically heal her first. That that might be I the way to go. I stabilize if nothing else, so I'll probably stabilize her. Okay, treating wounds does take 10 minutes. I'll well, be I mean, dead by then. Well, I so stabilize, stabilize her and then treat wounds. Yeah. So you're stable. And then I treated wounds and uh, I roll a 15 for a 22. Uh, and you get seven points back. Okay. I'd like to hang on to this last spell just in case something bad happens. So I assume uh, I'm going to guess that at least two of you probably keep an eye on the alleyway while mm-hmm. Adrian does what she can to, oh, yeah, absolutely. to help with this other mysterious young half elven woman. Uh, after about 10 minutes or so. All right. There we go, honey. Thank yeah, you. Victoria, you, you kind of blink blearily back, just kind of realizing that, you you know, in your rush, you're just like trying to, to fix yourself up too quickly and hit something vital and just blacked out as the blood rushed out of you. I didn't realize I'd gotten so close to an artery there. Cesare would be cast Presentigitation during this 10 minutes and clean the blood off of everybody and the dirt off of everybody so we don't look like maybe we were just at the riot. (laughs) Fair point. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess we should figure out who everybody is in the troop since it seems like we're kind of a thing now. Because we all happen to flee into the same alleyway. Yeah, and I don't think we're done yet. We have to stick together for now, because if we do not, the Dutari will be happy to beat our heads in individually. Well, as the Raven said, I am Cesare Nightbloom. Okay, well, I'm Adria Scylla, um, and actually, like, I got a place we can hide out if we can get to Bleak Bridge, but I don't know if that's, uh, that may be too difficult to get to from here. Mm. I am uh, Niccolo Aita. It is nice to meet you all. Yeah, likewise. I guess if... Introductions are in order. Uh, I am Vittoria Scadato. All right. So, first steps, we need to find some place to lay low, right? This is just like in the stories. You gotta hide until the the guard stops looking for us. Lucia, you might have hit your head a bit harder than you think. The guards will not stop looking for us. I meant, like, immediately. Because, like, they're gonna probably want to hunt down everybody who was there. Especially because we kind of killed people. You know? I'm sure we weren't the only ones. But I'm not entirely sure makes it better. Yeah, it doesn't exactly bolster our case. Somebody's coming. Everybody, quick, hide. I hide. Is there somewhere to hide? There are barrels and things in the alleyway you can try to hide behind. Yes, I would like yeah. to hide. Yeah, okay. stealth is actually a secret role, so... I hide. Uh, okay, we all hide. All of you probably trust Niccolo at the very least, you know, trust what he's saying, kind of duck around, find some place to hide. Adria realizing, unfortunately, at the last second that she chose the vomit rain barrel as she kind of ducks behind it and then goes, No! You shift just a little bit away from it that you think maybe you've exposed your knee. You hear footsteps and then they stop. Please, I, I mean no harm. The voice comes from further down the alleyway. If I think that I'm made, I'm just gonna stand up and be like, who are you? Standing up, I assume the rest of you are still staying hiding? Oh, yeah. Yes. No, Nicola will stand up, too. It seems like somebody already knows we're here. Okay. The man is tall. Uh, you'd say probably maybe 5'8", five, 5'10". Five, he has dark hair that you can just barely see around a hood that he has pulled low over his face. 
and the lower portion of his jaw is a well-trimmed beard. Oh, is this the guy that gave the the speech about the Silver Ravens? Yep. You think so? Cool. He inclines his head. Strangely, he's only wearing a glove over one hand, like a duelist might. Uh, And it does seem to be carrying a weapon. Vittoria, recognizing him, decides to go ahead and stand up from her hiding place. I know who you are. If you know who I am, then you know that I don't want to speak here. So... Perhaps we can find some place a little bit quieter. I saw what you did back there. It was very brave. Self-preservation more than anything. Well, right now, self-preservation for any of us would be ensuring that the city is safe again. That would be ideal. Perhaps if you'd be willing to accompany me. I know I am a stranger and you have no reason to trust me, but I do know a place near here that is quiet and safe. I want to sense his motives. I, too, would like to sense his motives. Very well. How do we sense the motives in this new version? Uh, roll it here. It's secret perception. It's a secret. Well, most of you don't get a very good read on him. The exception of one of you. Hmm. Whoever gets the secret note, uh, information. Hmm. Please. Uh, this way. He turns, leading you deeper into the alleyway. Yeah, I think we all follow him. I will come and listen to you, but please, you must tell us everything once we're hidden away. Uh, I will do what I can. Adria's not sure she likes this, but she'll go along with it for now. He is correct. He does not mean to harm us. It's true, but he didn't even give us his name. I will once we're out of where there may be prying ears. He nods back to Vittoria. It sounds like your friend knows who I am, and so I think she knows that I have no love for Throne. Yes? Not if what I know about you is true. Good. He leads the way through the city streets. In short order, he leads you surprisingly to a bookstore. Oh, I like this guy already. (laughs) (laughs) Adrian's like, I just met this kid. I don't even know if I trust her. (laughs) (laughs) He leads you through the city streets, though, back and away from the immediate crowds and eventually leads you to a bookstore not far from Aria Park. It seems to be a simple, quiet affair with a sign in front of the door of an open book saying, Chrysalis Fine Tomes. He opens the door, glances inside, nods to the woman who's working behind the counter. She watches all of you warily as you step in. He steps over to her, speaks for a second, places a silver coin on the table. The woman takes it and then nods as he leads you to the back of the shop, opens up a door hidden behind a bookcase, and then leads you into what appears to be a small reading slash smoking room that smells of fine pipe tobacco and is lined with walls with a variety of different books. Books not necessarily banned by Throne, but disapproved of. Hmm. Religious texts on a variety of different faiths outside of those that are infernal as well as what appear to be a number of treatises on different countries. As he shuts the door, the sound of the rioting and fighting outside fades into the background. Very distantly, you can still hear the drums and the shouts, but it's quiet. Keeping in mind, we're like two blocks away from Aria Park. <laughs> yeah. We, we did not go very far. <laughs> he turns up the only oil lantern in this room providing some light. We are still quite close to the park. 
And the Temple of Asmodeus. Well, we're not going to get very far. The Datari have already established a perimeter around here. So I thought this would be perhaps a more comfortable place to sit. And uh, who exactly are you? Rexus Victoro. Do we know who that is? So Adria, Nicolo, and Lucia all recognize uh, Victoro as the name of one of the noble houses. Mm. Oh, the one that burned down. Yep. Ah. Oh, it was your house that burned down recently. Yes. Thank you again for coming and joining me. Uh, as I was introduced, I am Rexus Victacora. Until last week's Night of Ashes, I was one of this city's nobles. Hmm. Lucia, he does give you a long glance for a moment. Uh-oh, he recognizes me. In a way that you feel communicates that he recognizes you, but also seems to realize you haven't shared your name. Mm. And so doesn't state anything, just gives you a long look and then a nod when you don't acknowledge any connection. Please uh, take some seats. He gestures around. The room is full of a number of very comfortable leather chairs. I sit in one. He retrieves some water and pours some into brandy glasses, which he hands out. There is no brandy back here. Hmm. Uh, as you are no doubt aware, I was one of the city's nobles until my parents' estate burned to the ground last week. I'm guessing it was not an accident. I don't believe so. I escaped simply because I was not there. Too many things happened on the same night for it all to be an accident. My parents were targeted by Brazili and his thugs. For any specific reason? I have suspicions. They were book lovers. They maintained a number of tomes that would have been of great embarrassment if they became public. That may have been enough. But I, I escaped because I wasn't there that night. I'm a student. It's at this point that Vittoria, you know where you've seen him before. Uh, I'm a student at Alabaster Academy. I was there that night when the fire struck. I saw you. You saw me. I too am a student at Alabaster Academy. Oh, well, small world. Small city, I suppose. Cesare smirks. It seems that neither one of you have taken Elvish studies. <laughs> I spend most of my time in the basement. In the operating theaters. Oh, like a surgeon. Sort of. Hmm. Except for usually what I deal with is not alive. Hmm. Eh. More like mortuary sciences then. Forensic. Ah, I suppose our, our involvement with the school is, is beside the point. As you seem to well know or seem to believe at the very least, the fires that many believe were started by Brazilla Throne and that his agents that night were an attempt to squash the spirit of rebellion in Cantargo. Uh, any that might have been there. It's why I gave my speech today, hoping that there were people that would be still willing to fight to save our city. Now more than ever, we need that spirit of rebellion to stay strong, but Thrun's actions have driven into hiding those that would stay strong and resist. I don't know if there's any of them left, any rebel groups, any rebellious spirits, the Bellflower Network or any of the others, I'd think they are gone, destroyed. Those that would once rally to the city's cause, even such as the Lord Mayor, Julia Benillis, and my parents are either missing at best or now likely dead. 
You didn't find them in the aftermath? I did what I could to go through the what was left, but the guards came and I assumed that they were responsible, so I fled before they could finish the last of my line. In your speech at the at the park, you mentioned um, Silver Ravens? Yes. What or who are they? Never heard of them. It's a long story and and something perhaps that we shouldn't get into unless we know. I want to fight back, but he kind of gestures at himself a bit. I'm, I'm an academic. Uh, I'm a man of letters and not a man of magical letters. He just kind of smiles and shrugs. I cannot do this on my own, but with the aid of talented citizens such as yourselves, perhaps we can. Uh, I saw what you did back there. You've proven yourselves to be people of uncommon skill, and I am a man of uncommon needs. Will you aid me? Will you help me save Kentargo? You want to start a revolution. I want to be the one that brings the kindling, but I think someone else will need to light the spark. It seems that the spark was already lit today. I'm pretty sure this was all concocted and planned. This was intentional. The protest was a provoked. Mm. Provoked how? How do you, how do you start and get a, a group of 200 plus people to, to start killing each other? Yeah, outlaw mint. Thruna played them like a fiddle. He made some giant proclamation, which had nothing to do with the situation at hand, no? It was a real stupid one, huh? I mean, it made no sense. That was the point. It was not a supposed to make sense. Mm. The intent was probably to rile up everyone so there would be an excuse to retaliate. I find crooked <sighs> guards don't ever need no excuse to retaliate. I mean, they didn't use guards either. They were using citizens. If I may say, this proclamation meant a lot more than perhaps you thought it did. It bans trade to the city because captains can't get off their ships, right? No, but like they could still unload cargo. Yeah, and but stuff. why would you come here if you couldn't get off your ship to like have a minute in town? Well, it's Chillis Law, too. All non-native ship captains must remain on board their ships, is what he's saying. They're barred from setting foot on land within Cantargo's city limits. Their crew and agents are free to come and go, but their actions are the direct responsibility of their captains, according to Chellish law. And any crew caught breaking Cantargan law would have his punishment visit upon the crew members as well as the captain. Any captain so caught setting foot in Cantargo is to be punished by squassation. Yeah, so you don't come here, which means you're cutting us off from anybody that's not from Chelyax. Which in is a international big trade, yes. Hard to get out of here, too, because probably Chalaxian ships ain't going to let any of us on it uh, on account of, like, you know, like you said, citizens are out here acting like gods and, like... Mm. There's, a, there's a famed saying that those that make peaceful revolution impossible make violent revolution inevitable. They've lived through one the revolution. Might as well get involved in another, but we need a plan. I, I have an idea. We're in a bookstore that has books on the wall that the Thrunes don't like, and they've been targeting people that have books, maybe. So uh, they might look here. I mean, at that point, though, they'd probably need to go to almost every bookshop. I'm sure every bookshop's got some stuff. Don't know. I think Elrexus has a idea. And so what? what is it? 
It sounds like all of you are on board then. Sure, I need to get my equipment. I'm, I'm not exactly dressed for revolution. Well, I, I don't think it's going to be ended in one night. I think oh, yeah, we hide not. here for a time and perhaps speak, and then maybe under cover of darkness we can return home. But okay. I, you asked me why my family was targeted, and I suppose we're all in for, in for the same reason. My mother, Porcia, was a high-ranking member of a secret society called the Sacred Order of Archivist. They're a band of Iorian scholars dedicated to the protection and restoration of history. I learned this the day after the Night of Ashes when I approached a woman named Laria Longroad, who claimed to be one of my mother's contacts. I was dubious of her claims at first, but I believe her once she produced a coffer left to her by my mother and a note. He extends the coffer towards all of you. I have no use for these things, but perhaps they'll be of greater use for you. Taking the coffer for anyone that wishes to. Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. The coffer in question contains 15 small bags. Uh, each one of these contains 10 silver pieces, so a total of 150 silver pieces. Oh, wow. Uh, in addition to that, it does contain an alchemical silver dagger. Hmm. Hmm. It also contains a note. Oh, a note. What does the note say? Unless one of you wants to read it, he pulls it out and reads it. Okay. Ah, sure. <sighs> He stares at the note for a long moment, fights with something. <laughs> Would you rather I? No, it's, it's okay. My dearest son, if you're reading this, what I have feared has come to pass, and I am dead. For many years I belonged to the Sacred Order of Archivists, and have worked to free Kentargo from Chillish rule. I have learned much about Kentargo's secret history, and fear the time will soon come when the city needs the return of its Silver Ravens. You have likely not heard of the Silver Ravens, few have. Mentions of them have been redacted by the agents of House Thrun. But during the Civil War, the Ravens worked to ensure Kentargo's safety. They were heroes in their day. And I fear that Kentargo needs their kind again. Do not believe the government's claims that the Lord Mayor Benelius abandoned us. Darker things are afoot, and I fear that all who work against Thrun may find themselves in danger in the days ahead. The Silver Ravens maintained numerous hideouts within Cantargo's walls during the Civil War. I have located one such site, the chambers below building known today as the Fair Fortune Livery. If you are reading this, I was unable to seek further answers there myself. Gather heroes to your side, my son, and search below the livery. There, if my research is correct, you will find something to teach you more of the Silver Ravens and their legacy. Do not let my death be in vain. Stand up for Kentargo. Bring the Silver Ravens back. I think I think answers will be found there. But I don't know what danger is there, and I'm not a warrior. I am a linguist, to be perfectly honest. But perhaps it'll be a talent that will be of some use to you, and you all seem to be dedicated to fight for the city. Do we know where the livery is? It's in the Red Roof District. Huh. Yes. It's where I'm from. So, will you help me? fulfill my mother's dying wish and bring the Silver Ravens back. Sure. I've been helping the city in my own way for several years now. Why not? It is time the Asmodeans were expelled from Kintargo. Here, here. Your cat says, looking <laughs> out of your glass. <laughs> it's true. It was a better city before that. I mean, I... I didn't think when I woke up this morning I was joining a revolution, but honestly, they need to be stopped. If that's 
part of kicking out Asmodeus, I'm for it. If you can but answer me a one question. Anything. After, how do you see society progressing? Kentargo for the last 75 years since the rise of House Throne has stood as a, a bastion, a bulwark, a place for people to flee to. Halflings come here seeking freedom from the slavery they face in the South, seeking a new life elsewhere. People, no offense, your people, as put upon as they are here, they often choose it to the prejudice that's, that they face even further south. Kentargo was long called the Silver City, not just for our minds, but also for our minds. He taps his forehead. <laughs> we were philosophers, brilliant and shiny. I would, I would want to see us again as that shining beacon on the hill, that place to be aspired to. But I am not... I'm not a leader, and perhaps I'm putting the cart before the horse here. Our Lord Mayor did a lot to fight for us, and she is someone that the, the people could rally behind. If she's still alive, I think recovering her would be something that would be necessary for our cause. But before we even begin that, we need to see what is beneath the delivery, find out what we can about these Silver Ravens, and hopefully find allies in the city. We cannot win this revolution on our own. For the beacon on the hill, and also for the sake of your, um, your mother, if I may. And I apologize for your loss. Thank you. I will also join in. I appreciate it. I'm not looking for vengeance. Nor, nor am I. I'm looking for justice. He nods, extends a hand. For justice, then. Nicolo puts his out in the middle. For justice. For justice. Like, okay. put, you know, put the hands in. Raven hops down, puts her paw up in there. Nice. <laughs> Cesare will stand up and uh, justice then. Yeah, justice is pretty okay. Justice is befitting, Vittoria says as she extends her hand. Can we have democracy? Yeah, sure. Wait, <laughs> democracy? <laughs> I mean, I think voting's pretty good. Sorry, I just, I like the, the, the response there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Might as well. The six of you stand in a circle, pledging to return the Silver Ravens, and we'll see if you can manage that next time. Yep, that'll be the last episode. Next episode, we'll just bring the Silver Ravens back. The end. And, and done. Yeah, and the short, shortest adventure. Shortest AP ever. <laughs> wow. I'll toss the other five books in the trash and uh, start reading up on Return of the Rune Lords. <laughs> Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath.